0: As you all know, in our family, sports is a big part of our lives. We take our kids to a lot of events. We let them be involved in quite a bit. We have four children, so you know we're running all over, probably like you are as well. And I I have wanted to have a conversation about sports on here for so long, what it does to our family, how it is positive, how it is negative, how we need to take time to evaluate it. And we could have probably a whole series on this, but today my guest Bryn Smith is talking to us about all the good things that we should take time to pause and really look at in our children and our families. I know y'all are going to love this conversation, and I'm just going to get jumping into this and introduce you to our next guest so you can Take away all this goodness and I really challenge you to bring it into conversation with your spouse and your children, maybe at the dinner table, maybe at the car. Just pull some things out of this that you can go back and really talk about and see how sports is affecting your life in a positive or negative way, however this reaches you. Brynn has over a decade of experience as a youth sports coach and has worked with athletes ages 4 through 14. Her coaching experience comes from 20 years of competitive athletics as a standout four-sport athlete with eight of those years dedicated to her running career where she became one of the top recruited athletes in the state of Oregon. She was also an All-American collegiate athlete and school record holder. Her competitive drive was shaped by growing up in a household of brothers, something she's carried with her into her career as an entrepreneurial leader in the highly competitive technology space. Her father was also one of the top youth track and field coaches and taught her a great deal about self-discipline and enjoying the process of growth. Bryn's mission with her company is to empower more young athletes with the foundational skills that drive growth so that they can lead more successful and fulfilled lives later. Bryn is now a busy wife and mother to two young boys and lives in rural Central Oregon in a home she and her husband built with their own hands. I know you all are going to love my conversation here with Bryn and bring so much of this back to your own family. Come along, friend. Let's grow. you know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? Do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the papers still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mama four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. who oddly enough likes to help me on my algebra homework, Jennifer Zumbiel. It's true, I'm weird. I love doing algebra problems. It kind of feels like a puzzle to me. Welcome to Families That Stick Together, Bren. I am really excited for you to be here. I have been wanting to bring on a guest speaker to talk to us about youth sports. I think that it's one of those really important topics that we have to hone in on uh, as moms and families because it can take over our lives and it can really inhibit those intentional moments that we are trying to create. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. I want you to just start by telling us your background and why you even are so passionate about youth sports.
1: Yeah, well, I, um, grew up and sports was just a big part of my life. My dad was, um, uh, Phenomenal coach. He's one of the best track and field coaches for youth sports in the country, Um, just in terms of the amount of national titles he won, amount of national champions he's coached. He was um, an elementary school PE teacher. So again, a lot of sports things there. And my mom was a um, second grade uh, elementary teacher. And I grew up in a household of boys smushed in between of them, one older, one younger. And yeah, sports was just, it was just there. So I grew up as soon as I could run. I was running in track meets. I was featured in a newspaper at six, I think, when I ran seven miles and just, you know, was a national champion um, in track and field when I was younger, um, state champion in high school, athletic athletic hall of fame, and then went on to college and was an All-American and academic All-American. And so, um, yeah, I was a four-sport athlete all through up actually up until college. So I played basketball and then soccer and cross country and track and actually doubled in the fall with two different sports. So we were busy. And then my brothers were had similar too, but we all had different paths. Yeah, I think in terms of why I'm passionate about I think, you know, my dad taught a lot. And I always asked him about, you know, why did you stick with these sports? And because people would ask him because he had so much success. And you know, usually you kind of go up in the ranks. And he's like, I just liked how, um, you know, when you get kids young you can develop good habits for them versus when you get them older, you have to kind of correct habits and then fix them later. And I think I kind of just adopted that. And so after I graduated from college, I instantly went back and started coaching. I went to um, soccer and I had a, I think there were eight at the time and worked with them for several, several years. And I did, I liked the fact that you could really instill them with really good habits and mindsets Um, and get them off to a really good start. And so I think I'm passionate about it just because when I look at a lot of the success in my life, it really came back when when I was younger. Um, And I didn't realize until later in life how much of that, how much, you know, we know that, you know, what we do younger helps us when we get older, but you really get anchored in early in terms of your identity and who you are and how you build off of that. And so I just, I'm really passionate about that. And I've had a lot of different coaches um, throughout the course of my career, good coaches, not so good coaches, you know, the whole, the whole spectrum. My dad did coach me a lot, but we felt like it was important for him not to coach too, because it's important to get used to different styles. And I think I was always fascinated by, you know, why, why do certain coaches, why did certain coaches impact me and other coaches didn't impact me as much? And then on the opposite side of that, I was like, why did that coach really speak to me? But then it didn't speak to one of my good friends. Like, you know, it was so it was fascinating to me. And just to see people's past, like when we started young, and then we went up, I mean, the journeys of athletes was just, it was interesting to me. So I really wanted to go back and just start studying that and starting to figure out like, what are the trends? What are the patterns? um, And how can we kind of bring that back to you sports and really just get kids um, empowered. And I think the other thing that I am passionate about, too, is just bringing love and joy back into sports. As you go up into the ranks, you know, it really becomes about pressure. and yet our power really comes from our joy and from the, from our our love. And that was something with, with my dad. And I've heard this over the years from athletes, because we still get Christmas cards from his athletes when he, you know, this was 30, 40 years ago. I get, you know, reached out to by athletes that I coached 15 years ago that, you know, they say, I still think about you, the stuff that you taught me, I still use. Um, And he never used pressure. It was always through love. We would go to these national championships and we've had other athletes um, talk about this two letters written to my dad. And it was like, you look around and there was so much pressure on these kids. And we never felt pressure when we went up through, through sports. It was just completely opposite of that. And it was just like, he had great results because of it too. And so I guess I'm just really passionate about bringing that back, bringing the joy and the love. I think the laughter Um, the humor, I mean, the stories that you, you, you talk a lot about intentional moments and just bringing those intentional moments back into sports and, um, you know, bringing what I've learned and really again, studying the patterns of all these coaches and really what it comes down to. It's, it's really has nothing to do about what a coach understands in terms of skill. It's really about how they understand human behavior and how they can connect with people. If you can connect with a person, you can move them to places that they didn't think were, were possible. So that was kind of a long answer, but it's kind of my background
0: and my purpose here. So that was a great answer. It was full of so many good things. I was writing like crazy because I want to come (laughs) back to some things. Wow. Okay. First of all, your dad sounds amazing because Mm -hmm. you can tell he truly was a coach for the love of the sport and the athletes and not Mm -hmm. for any. Accolades for himself because you're absolutely right. He would have moved up in the ranks purely to Elevate himself and he didn't do that. So that's awesome. I already love your dad and um, I I started off by saying You know, I've wanted to have someone on here talking about youth sports because it can take over our lives and and Subtract from our own family's intentional moments. But Mm -hmm. you brought it back to the right thing of what I wanted this interview to turn into is that the sports can bring so many intentional moments to our kids. We just have to evaluate it the right way and make sure we're doing that. You said you as the coach want to bring back love and joy into the sports. And don't we all want that for our children when we're not with them to place them in a situation where they're having so many values and morals and character traits taught to them. So thank you for that. I love what you're doing. Your your mission is to empower young athletes with the foundational skills that drive growth so that they can lead more successful and fulfilled lives. So with this and with what you just talked about, I'd love for you to share some guidelines that we as parents should evaluate when helping our children choose sports they want to give their time to and levels they want to play. I mean, you already talked about, you know, pull out the pressure and just make it fun. So share with us what you would say to parents for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, there's no one answer. Every kid is different, every family is different, every situation's different, where you live is different. I mean, there's so many different um, different situations. Yeah, I mean, my journey, again, I was for sports and I kind of hooked onto my sports early. And then I, our soccer team in high school wasn't very good and I wanted to keep going. So I switched over to the individual sport. And I actually, early on, I was a multi ventor in track and field. And I ended up being more of a middle distance runner. Um, and that was kind of my path. My younger brother, he tried all kinds of different sports. He tried baseball and wrestling and track. And he ended up actually, uh, football was in there. Um, soccer was in there. And he tried all kinds of different sports. And I think it was his um, sophomore year, he actually found pole Vault. And we had never been pole vaulters. It just, that sport spoke to him. And then my older brother had a different path too. So everyone has a different path. I would just, you know, try it. But I think one of the things though is, you know, we kind of live in this participation trophy world where, you know, people try it as kind of like they're half in, half out. And when I talk about try, like, try it, like give it your absolute all. And if it sticks, it sticks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I think in terms of other guidelines to really look at like the peer groups, you want your kid in a peer group that, you know, where they're kind of in, not necessarily at the top and not beginning challenge, but not necessarily at the bottom either, where they're just, you know, they're too far ahead of them and look at the coaching and look at the, at the parents and and all that. My oldest son, he, we just transferred him into club soccer team. And it's been an interesting transition because it's the first time I haven't actually coached him. And the coach has a completely different style, but you can feel his heart and you can, there's actually two coaches and they just have massive hearts and their style is much different, but their heart is there and they care about the kids. And it's been a really good experience for him. And he's also, he kind of went from being at the top of kind of the last teams that we were coaching and now he's a little bit more towards the bottom middle. And that's a good thing because it forces him to rise up and meet the other ones. So there's growth. And it's really been interesting to see him just thrive because when you can get in alignment with people who are like you or in terms of your values and just your growth, and everyone is there to make each other better, they're going to be happy and there's going to be joy. There's going to be fun because, you know, ultimately when we are really living, it's when we are growing and we're contributing. You know, when we are growing and we're contributing, we are, that's just human nature. We are fully alive. And they're gonna come to life. And I think that, you know, we had this discussion a lot again as I kind of went up through, um, you know, different sports too. And it's just, it's a lot about the peer groups. I mean, if you have a good peer group and some good coaches and they're getting challenged, there might not be a reason to go up in another level, you know, but you also don't want them to stick where it's just kind of easy and, you know, just kind of fun because it's easy. You want them to be challenged. You know, you want them to get used to getting, be taking uncomfortable action and being in a little bit of an uncomfortable, you know, they're stretching and growing but I would just really look at the coaches and look at their heart. Um, I wouldn't overanalyze their coaching style necessarily because even I've talked about my dad, but I had a coach in high school that really connected with me. My dad wasn't a big fan of him and he was a very polarizing coach where he was really black and white and he absolutely changed people's lives and it was one of, he changed my life, but others did not connect with them either. And I think they saw that, they saw that it was helping me and we're just look at, look at the change in your kid. You know, is it, how is that impacting him? If it's a positive, everything's okay. And if there's a heart there, everything's okay. So just be open to different, different experiences. And again, I just think it depends on the athlete. It depends on, yeah, just the whole situation. So my brother found, they found a great pole vault coach and he they, he ended up being a two time state champion. He ended up being an all American in college as well, but we would never would have picked pole vault, but something just spoke to him and his he had a lot of attention problems with like um, school and stuff. And I don't know that individual
0: sport really spoke to him.
1: So it's, it's neat. So just the personalities are different. It's always interesting what, what sports stick with, with different kids.
0: You, that was really good advice. You, um, you said something that stuck out. We are growing when we're contributing. And I mm-hmm. think that's good advice to think about when our, with our children, when we are evaluating what's making them happy, are they, being filled up? And are they actually also contributing? Because that can become stagnant as well. And I I think we need to notice that. And the peer groups, when you said that, I I was thinking so much about that. I definitely have had my children over the years where you knew there may be a better, maybe a team would have been better to, to raise them up to a different level. But taking them away from their peer group would have been a detrimental thing. And so that may have not been the best choice. And then there are situations where, you know, you look at your child and where they fall in the ranks. Let's say if they're in the middle, it's it's a, a way for them to rise because they can naturally see that. And when they're at the top, you have those conversations like, Hey, this is a time for you to shine as a leader on your team. And so yeah. I think there's so many ways over the years we can look at that and really monitor where our child could contribute more and help them talk through that. And I also, I like how you said, look at the the coaches in their heart and don't spend time monitoring their coaching style because mm-hmm. it may be different than how we'd want to coach, but you said that a coach spoke to you that maybe drove some other people away. And so there's so much as parents that we, we just need to be aware of what's happening mm-hmm. around our children and keep having those conversations with them and ultimately make sure it is bringing them the love and joy for the sport.
1: Yeah. And, you know, to piggyback on that too, it's um, you know, cause I talked to my son about this. I was like, you know, there can only be like one best player or what you can only work one one champion or whatever, but anyone can be the heart, anyone can care. And you can, you can contribute in that way. And he really has just soaked that up when it's been good. And he's rising up, but I was like, be the heart. Anyone can be the heart. And he's really just run with it. And he brings that energy and it's incredible, you know, and the coaches see that and they're you know kind of swarming on him because they want him to succeed. And then they lift him up and then he lifts everyone else up. And that's what you want. And I think, you know, also always start with the outcome in mind it's like you know what do you want for your kid in terms of like who do you want them to become and sometimes because we had to leave a peer group that you know he was very comfortable in and it was very challenging but you know also when you take that risk and you do go up to another level you give those you know your buddies and stuff permission to do the same too not just to stick where it's comfortable but to take those uncomfortable actions and you give others to permissions to rise with you as well So, um, there's, yeah, there's just so much you can contribute. You don't have to be the best, but you can be the heart. Anyone can care, you know, you can care the most. And these are some things again, where, you know, you can take this into your life later. I mean, you look at some of the best businesses that have succeeded too. It's because they care more than anyone. And so if you can, these are just traits again, when we like look at, you know, that sports is kind of the, the. The practice field for life, all of these traits they can carry with them elsewhere, you know, but you know be the heart, give permission to others to rise
0: and that that's something special well said i I have also been a coach. I coached my daughter's basketball team for five years, I think, and then helped out with one of my other daughters and it's just um, being around the children and in noticing those things like you said giving them permission to rise i love that you said that and i do see everybody has a different role on the team and my husband had said to one of my children one time was you know if you're not getting a lot of playing time you have an opportunity to be your team's biggest cheerleader you can be yeah. over there and rallying the troops and getting everyone pumped up and People need that on their team just as much. So yes, everybody has a different role. Give other per- others permission to rise with you as well. And it's neat watching our children kind of figure out that different role on their team. Because I, I agree that as they grow up, mm-hmm. I mean, I played sports my whole life too. I did not play at the college level, but yeah. Yeah so much of who i am was developed in youth sports because i had so many good positive examples and experiences but with that i want to i want to go to some negative things because i know we can all think of some toxic moments that we've witnessed watching our children's games witnessing actions and words of parents and coaches so What is your advice for parents? And you've talked about this a little bit already, but as far as keeping our children in a safe environment that helps grow their self-esteem and doesn't put too much personal pressure on them, because that can be so detrimental, that personal pressure as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The toxicity is definitely there and it comes at a lot of different levels. Yeah. I mean, you see it in terms of coaches, you see it in players, Um, And also just putting too much identity into sports is, um, you know, you've got to be really aware of that. You are always kind of butting up against, you know, as far as you can go. But, you know, I've been around, you know, teammates with eating disorders. Um, We've unfortunately known a handful of kids that have committed suicide, whether that's injuries, a plaguing injury, they just could never get over that. And it just, you know, kind of sweeps the legs or college scholarships or just a career ending coming to a close and that's just kind of their whole identity and just it just sweeps them you know and so we just we we've got to be aware of that stuff and i think again this is where I come back to you know the joy i mean there's nothing that feels worse than just losing the joy if you just feel dead and really being careful to have kind of your wheel of life don't put everything into one i mean i had multiple sports but you know school and you have your social and you have, you know, there's a wheel that you want to keep somewhat balanced. It's never always going to be perfectly balanced, but you can always be filling those buckets. I remember in high school, it was called Meet of Champions, and it was my junior year, and it fell on the same date as prom. Meet of Champions was in the morning. It was kind of this, the, the biggest, biggest bed before state. And my dad was like, you know, you're going to do well at this. We need to, we need to go. It's going to be good competition. And I was like, I just want to go to prom. <laughs> Like, I just wanted to go to prom. And he's like, well, we can, you know, go early. You know, the meet's early. You can go to prom later. And I was like, I just want to go to prom. Like, I want to do the hair thing. I want to do the nails thing. I would just want to do all of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I ha- you only get so many opportunities to do prom. And I had already been to the meet. I'd have next year to do it too. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and he, he, he realized it. He's like, I get it, you know. And so he did end up going and, you know, watching and stuff. But I got to do prom like the whole day was just that. The next year I was athlete of the meet at that meet of champions too. I didn't miss out on anything, but I just, I don't know. I just wanted to do it. You know, I think listening to your kids and that is hard, you know, especially as you start to do well, you feel like there's this pressure to kind of, but it, you know, we got to balance these different parts of our personality it's um it's important and i think the other thing too is you know the toxicity it's also an opportunity with our kids to you know we've in sports you kind of condition your physical fitness and there is mental toughness as well but there's an emotional side there we talk about it as uh, emotional fitness dealing with sadness dealing with frustration dealing with the the darker colors that come and um, we always talk about it's just resilience and i think as parents we can't necessarily protect our kids from all this, but we can gather the skills ourselves so we can give those skills to our kids. And the more skills that we have, we can't give our kids what we don't already have. And we've talked a lot about, like with my son, um, both of them, with um, some of the, the bad sportsmanship. And we came across it just recently, actually. I mean, it was like it's like an eight, nine-year-old kid. It was like he was in you know the World Cup or something. You could kind of tell who the dad was. It kind of turned a little bit nasty, and it, it kind of ruins it. But then we talked about, I was like, you know, oftentimes when kids are like that or parents, it's just because they're fearful. You know, and the way to kind of combat fear is with compassion and kindness. It's darkness. And the only way to kind of win with darkness is to bring light to it. And you know, he really carries himself that way. And if we can continue to support our kids and carry themselves that way too, treat people with compassion and kindness. And oftentimes those types of kids and the parents and stuff they they settle themselves down, you know, but if you go at it with the same type of energy, things can really explode. But just, you don't know, you know, I was talking to a um, a parent recently and he talked about, he's coached his kids' teams for quite a few years and he's a smart guy. And he's like, you know, intellectually, I understand what sports is to my kid. Like it's it's a chapter in their life. It's not their life and, you know, what it is. But he's like, intellectually, I understand that. But something about it is like, I get out there And I feel like I just, I, the, the moments just get to me. And I think he was kind of saying that he was one of those pressure kind of coaches because you act differently. You get out there. And I've thought caught myself even now that I'm kind of on the sidelines some more now if my kids, like, Whoa, like you, you see everything. You gotta be conscious of that. And we talked about it, but he, it was interesting because he said that it's hard because I go and I tell them, you know, give it your all, put it all in there. And then they do that and they lose. And he's like, and they feel sad and I feel responsible for their sadness. And so I feel like the only way to like not have them in sadness is to win all the time. And it's interesting because a lot of parents deal with that. It's not that they're bad. They have good intentions, but they're just acting in a way because they're just trying, they just don't like to see their kids sad. And I said, like, what if you change that? You know, if you win, you win, but if you lose, you learn. He's like, oh, I'd never thought of it that way. But it is, it's like that. If you lose, there's something to learn from it. It's really hard to win all the time, you know, because you can't necessarily see your blind spots. And so settling things down a little bit and be like, you win, you win, you, you lose, you learn. And he's like, that, that, makes, that makes a big difference. And allow them to feel that sadness. That is human emotion. We want our kids to experience all the colors of the rainbow. Sadness is not a bad thing. You just don't want that to be their emotional home. Let them feel the sad- sadness. They put their all into it. But then, you know, then we move out of that and we learn from it and we grow from it.
0: That was a good part of the conversation here because I think we absolutely have to talk to our children about the losing part and what an easy way to say it. If you win, you win. If you lose, you learn and follow it up with, because in life, when sports isn't here anymore, you're going to have lots of moments of winning and you're going to have, you're still going to have lots of moments of losing in your life. And you have to know how to be able to get through that and not always feel victory because it's just not reality. You also said, um, you talked about, we can't give them skills that we don't have. And when we're talking about watching these different moments in sports, yeah, I, I watch other parents sometimes and you can see that they are just living in the moment or reliving <laughs> something from their <laughs> old glory days of sports or whatever. And and as parents, we really have to be like, okay, hold on. Is it that important right now that I'm screaming at fourth grade basketball because the ref's <laughs> not calling? The foul on my child, <laughs> so I get it too. I mm-hmm. basketball is my thing that I notice every little thing. But
1: <laughs> you know, I think the interesting part is you can shift that so fast, though. Like when you think about the emotional part of it, I mean, think about when you were a kid, even if you didn't do sports, maybe you play the piano or some hobby. You know, that there's an emotion there that we really latch onto, and if you can start to see it through their eyes. It just changes everything.
0: As Brynn and I have talked about on this episode, there are a lot of ways that we can look at our relationship with sports in our lives. It can be crazy and chaotic, and it can be a gift. It can be a gift to see what it brings our child, what it brings us, and really what it does bring us as a family because we all know that there are so many special moments that are surrounded by our children's activities and the little day trips we get to take or the moments we get to spend witnessing, watching them achieve something, and we all know how that goes. And what makes all of this better but having the conversations surrounding these moments to really take out what you're gaining from this, the values, the compliments that it will bring, the understanding of what your child is experiencing by sharing stories. And of course, our Together for Family Dinner stickers will bring that out of your family. It will give you those moments to have that natural conversation, but just give you a help with a little prompt that will bring about those story sharing moments. and. Just that special time that we all need to slow down and have to grow closer. Go to togethermoments.com to order all your products. I will ship them straight to your family out of Kentucky. This bonus question with Brynn comes to us from our Together Her Family Dinner game and our home inspection category. Brynn, what household item is left out the most often in your home?
1: Yeah, that is a good one. I actually talked to my kids about this, and what we landed on was uh, Nerf gun bullets that just never get picked up, and the power poppers. But it was in competition, though, with uh, the other answer to this one was uh, my youngest son's room. Just everything just gets left out there, so pretty funny.
0: (laughs) That's cute. So the Nerf gun bullets are the one item you just find everywhere in your house. They, they're always there, yeah. The vacuum gets some of them, but then it gets
1: clogged, and there's just, I don't think you can ever find all of the Nerf gun bullets. It's just there's always Nerf guns going off all the time with all these boys in the house, so it's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> like your household, I imagine they all jump around a corner and <laughs> get each yep. other and then run away.
1: and Forget always. about the bullet.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and they definitely they get in lunch boxes too when i lose lunch boxes and somehow the nerf gun bullets are in the lunch boxes so they're just they're everywhere our lives are so busy right now too with all this stuff and i was um, my oldest was um, this winter i think it was in january having a hard time finding gym space and um, so they're practicing outside it's freezing cold in january and um, they've got the lights on, which is super cool. They're just out there. It's cold. I was in the car watching. I was like, it's cold. I'm not going to wait out there. But, you know, you watch them. If you watch them, they're connected to these emotions. And I think we forget about that. It's so easy to see things on a surface level. But if you really, again, it's connecting in with the heart, right? You just watch them and you just, you can see there's this lightness to them. And he's having, he's enjoying the moment. I remember him beginning back in the car and I said, you know, it just, he was cold and I had the, the car warm for him and everything. And he got back in the car and I was like, it seemed like you just were really enjoying yourself out there. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you know, I remember playing under the lights and it was so cool because there's something about the perception. And I, just, I was like, I felt like I could fly. Do you ever feel like you can fly? Is that what you feel like? And he's like, it almost makes you cry honestly, because he's like, he just sits there for a second. He's like, no, he's like, I felt free. And I'm like, Whew you know, but those emotions are so real and we
0: forget about that. So it's awesome. We got to connect with emotions. Oh, absolutely. I, yes, I can think of my children watching them do their sports, but then watching them like outside doing their hobbies outside that they love to play or whatever that's not involved with some organized thing. And what a great place to get to the end of this interview is being in that moment of just watching what makes our kids come alive. I feel like I could cry thinking about it too, because (laughs) I, you know, our, for us as parents, we see their organized activities is so different because we've lived through it and we're the Uber driver to all of them. And we're scheduling this, but for them, they're living in that one moment of feeling like they can fly or feeling like they're free and uh, it does make like I could cry right now thinking of some some conversations that my children have had with me where in their little moments they think they're on top of the world and I'm going to be the state champion and I'm going to be this and that and even if they're not even close to that in their little minds, they believe it and what a neat thing to witness our children believing so big in themselves that anything is possible. It's, it's really inspiring when you think of what our children in their sports can really bring to us as parents and teach us so much about just those little moments. And, and again, being intentional in those.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's when you can connect with those ones, cause you know, that night too, like it was late it's like an hour drive to the field for us. So, you know, we leave at like seven and then it's an hour drive and you don't even care after you've been, your kid tells you he feels free. Like we didn't say a word on the way, all the way home that whole hour. And I wish it was honestly a longer drive. We just had the music on. You're just in that moment. And you get home and we just kind of floated around the house an hour before, like, God, I got to get the lunch boxes ready for the next day. We're going to do this all over tomorrow. I got to get ready for work. But when you like when you have those moments where you're really connected to the emotion, like I just floated around. I was like, I get to do, you know, the lunches tomorrow and I get to do this. And he's, you know, he's nine o'clock doing his reading and I still got to have the papers. And it's just, you know, you're when you're connected with those emotions, it just changes everything but we can become so surface minded in terms of all this stuff that we have to do and the ref this and the parent that, but like connect to the emotions, the joy of it, the love, the the freedom, like all those, I've had one of my, my youngest, we do these, these drills sometimes. And, and he has, he's all over the place, you know, in terms of his head. And I've asked him too, It's like, what does it feel when you're doing that? And he says, it feels really peaceful. And this was when I was like three, I was like, I didn't even know you knew that word, you know? So but it's, you know, again, ask them and sometimes it comes out and they don't even realize it. But then it's like but anchor them into that because that's what they're going to remember. And they're going to take that with them into their adult life. And that's what you want them to feel, those, those emotions. But yeah, to, your kids say that he feels free is like, that, that's it for a parent. Like, that's awesome. You know, I mean, that's why we're here is to give their, our kids those moments. So
0: Yeah. And look what you said that brought to your family for the rest of the day, the rest of the evening. So it makes me think of my, I have um, two girls that are dancers and watching them on the recital stage. It's like my very favorite day of the year. Watching them just go up there. I mean, I'm in tears, I'm smiling. The rest of our day is so wonderful because you just, Feel that emotion of your child for that moment of that day and it it, it radiates to every other part of your family and yeah. I feel like gosh this conversation just went full circle I, I there is such a different angle we all should be taking when we are watching our children participate in their youth sports or the things they love and really gosh, dive into that because it's such a, you already said this, a short season of their life, a short chapter. And so much goodness can come out of it than just thinking, oh, it's making our schedule crazy. It's taking me out of this moment and this and this and making me run all over town. But there's so much more if we just look at it differently.
1: Yeah. Soak it in. I mean, obviously got to find some balance, you know, don't you got to find a balance, but um, soak it in. Again, if you're attached to those moments, it's going to give you energy. You know, when you are in those emotions, it, it gives you energy. The toxicity goes away. And honestly, if you, you can't be angry if someone else is being joyful, you know, if someone else is out there, you're just living it. You can't not, it rubs off on everyone, you know? So again, if we can connect to those and it's, it is, it's awesome to experience this through the eyes of our kids. I mean, this is their world, you know, and we, this is, their time here, and um, just go with it. It's so much fun. I think that you know, bringing more team. You know, our team. There's teams on the field. There's also teams that our home, and you know, make it a team thing. You know, root for them. We all have a different. You know, we have a job as parents. We're part of the team too. We're our job is to lead on the parent side. You know, our kids. They're leading within the field and the team, or you know, if they're individual sport, the coaches are leading themselves. But as parents, we get to lead other parents too. So, you know, we can be the change and people can change in a second if you're connected to those those emotional parts to your heart.
0: So I think our listeners will be really excited after listening to you that one of your big missions is to train coaches (laughs) to be good coaches with for lack of better words. So I want you to share here, Bryn, what is your vision? Or helping train coaches through your programs that you offer and hope that it will really keep youth sports positive and creating value for our children for years to come.
1: Yeah, so we've got um, some stuff out and I actually say we because this is I'm working on this with my dad. It's not just it's me and him together working on this. And so we've got a course out right now. And really the idea is, is parents, again, often have to, be, have to step into the coach's role, um, whether there's just not a good coach, there isn't a good coach, or for whatever reason. And really, we just want to empower parents with the tools to do a good job and create magical moments. And like I said before, when, when I kind of went back and analyzed the best coaches in my life, it wasn't because they knew everything. It was just they knew how to connect with people. And, you know, parents, you know, they have a reason to really bring the heart because a lot of times their kid's there. And, um, you know, if we can teach them, you know, how to anchor into um, a deeper purpose, um, the communication skills, how to get kids into a growth cycle to build momentum. I mean, that that's universal. It's not sports specific. And um, you can step into any role. And I think that also empowers you with your kid too, where maybe the coaches aren't up to par you have the ability to step in and make a difference. And that happened multiple times throughout my life where there just wasn't a coach and my dad stepped in and we were able to create those moments and, you know, build the success we wanted to. And, and it was very special, you know, I mean, to be able to do it with your, your parent. I mean, my mom was very involved as well. And so our goal really is to just bring those those tools and those frameworks that parents can use. And it's universal. They can use it you know, in their work, in their life, in their coaching. And they're incredible skills to be able to teach your kids as well. And we've teaching through stories is big. We want to bring the humor. You know, there's a lot of humor that we sometimes forget, the love. Um, So it's wrapping stories into into the training that we're we're doing with the coaches. So, yeah, there's a course out right now, um, mostly in leadership skills and communication and influence We've got some new stuff coming out in terms of how to um, actually teach skills, and I think you guys are really the, the audience will like it too because it's funny and it's fun and it's yeah, just bringing bringing the heart, bringing the, the emotion to this and, and teach that. A lot of times, coaching stuff is kind of kind of dry. We're going to bring some um, bring some love, and that's really what we're trying to do here is just reconnect to those stories and those magical moments.
0: I love what you're doing with that. I feel like this should be where, you know, all the different school programs know you offer this and different clubs Mm -hmm. know that you offer this and get people on board because you're right. So many people just fall into this. Like, I guess I better coach my child's team, but, and they want to, and they have good intention, but they, they don't, instead of looking at all these different drills online, so much more is about how to, connect with these children and how to really build their character and their values and their team efforts and not so much about what drill are we doing this week? You can do a drill and
1: someone else can do a drill and it can be entirely different because of how you connect with the kids. So yeah, you can, I mean, you can spend hours on YouTube, but it's, you know, you can actually make it a lot more simple, a lot more fun. And uh, it really is about how to connection if you could and if you understand how to build momentum, you can build momentum in anything. And, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is for our kids, it's not necessarily helping them learn, like, you know, how to kick a ball or throw a ball or whatever we want. They want we want to teach them how to learn how to learn if they know how to learn. They can learn anything. It doesn't matter what sport we develop differently. You know, some develop quickly and they have a lot of success early. Others develop later. But if you understand the process of how to learn. I mean, it's a game changer. It's a game changer later in life too, because change is all over the place, you know, and for them to be a know that they are adaptable, again, that's a life enhancing skill that you're going to teach them. Teach them learn how to learn. Don't just learn the skill. Teach them that. And teach them how to be their own coach. That was a big thing. We my dad and I teach this too. So one of the first things we teach is how to coach yourself. If you can coach yourself, you can do anything. And that's, if you can tap into that internal motivation, it's external motivation. That's what most coaches do is they try to put all this motivation on top of you, but external motivation will only go so far. But if you can really know how to ignite that internal motivation for the kid, again, they're going to take that throughout their life and they can do whatever they want with it. So I think that's, you know, that's another key thing.
0: Ah, this is why we... Love youth sports, right? There are so many valuable lessons. Oh my goodness, self discipline, self confidence, self motivation, Mm -hmm. everything. So much goodness comes out of sports when we look at it the right way. I'm just so thankful you were able to spend this much time with us and share with us. I think this was such a good conversation. I don't want to end before you let everyone know how to connect with you, but I want to hear the one question we ask every guest. What is one thing helping your family stick together right now?
1: I think celebrating our differences. Again, that is another team thing where um, sometimes it's easy to try and compare, you know, your siblings or whatever. And we, we talk a lot about, about this where it's like me and my husband are completely different and that can go against us or it can really go for us. And my, my two sons are complete opposites and you know one is like chocolate with chocolate frosting another is vanilla on vanilla vanilla frosting i mean they're just one organizes everything another tears everything apart and i've told like my oldest i was like what would you do without your brother you wouldn't have anything to organize if you didn't mess everything up and you know understanding that that's how teams work too so understanding that you fill each other's gaps and it's all about celebrating your differences because when you celebrate your differences those are, you're bringing your different strengths to the team and and the team becomes stronger. And I think that has really served us where we don't look at, you know, what drives us nuts in terms of, you know, their opposite. It's like, thankfully, you know, I'm so thankful that they are opposite of us because we're filling our gaps and we're becoming um, stronger because of it. So yeah, I think celebrating your differences is a a key thing.
0: And that is such a good way to end to tie it all back to what Other things we can definitely gain gain from being part of a team or just jumping out there and doing something new with new people. All right, Brynn, I feel like we could talk for an hour longer here. This was such a great, just good time well spent with you and sharing all this wonderful advice with our audience but I want them to be able to still connect with you after this interview, after this episode. So tell us where our listeners can learn from you and hear more about your course and what you do for athletes and just really stay connected.
1: Yeah. So they can check me out on Instagram. So it's renbrin11. So R-U-N-B-R-Y-N-N 11. And then the course right now is on mastermind. So mastermind is basically um, where a bunch of courses live. So if you go to my Instagram and in the link in my bio, will actually just take you right there and it'll walk you through the course. The core courses, handful of different modules. And then there's assignments and homework as well that just help anchor in the different lessons. And it's, you'll have that access to that for a lifetime and I'm sure you'll refer back to it often. Um, I actually do too. So yeah, definitely um, connect with me on Instagram. We've got some new stuff coming out that we'll be launching soon.
0: And um, I think people will will enjoy it. Okay, Bryn, I might have to have you back here in a little bit (laughs) and we'll go into some other conversations because I had some more questions for you and maybe we'll just make it happen again. But thank you so much. Thank you for all you do to lift up youth sports and just keep making it an inspiring place for our children to live as well as we parents. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging and together we can help grow stronger families be sure to follow us at together moments on instagram and facebook leave us a dm check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com as always take time to gather together to grow and speak the words that matter